of, of all the time loop movies that I've I've seen, that is my favourite one. I've been sort of playing a game for the last <laughs> for the last two films. I've been thinking to myself, I think oh, I no. could do something. It's difficult because it's better than the Meg, but it's not as good as the <laughs> Chicago Seven. So what do we do? Hello and welcome to Every Movie Ranked, brought to you by the Angry Microwave. I'm Brad, with me as always is Callum, and today, Callum, we are joined again by Cameron, the man so nice, we've had him on twice. Cameron, how are you doing today? Hi, how's it going? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm very, I love this show so much, so I'm, it's, it's always great fun, so I'm happy to be back. You can see the shit well, show of a list that it is at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. has changed drastically. Too. I think you was only on like three episodes ago, but I don't want to say it nosedived, but <laughs> we're definitely starting to see the flaws in the concept a lot more. <laughs> so now, uh, Karen, since you've last been on, we've had uh, multiple guests on. Um, guests have moved films up and down the list. They've brought some very contrasting films uh, to the table. <laughs> uh, and so we now have 26 of the movies of our all-time um, movies ranked list. Should we take a quick look over, Callum? Should we start from the bottom? Oh, from the bottom? Okay. Well, so, well yeah, I mean... Well, uh, so, um, Cameron, um, first of all, can you see that? I can see that, yes, I can. Um, I, can, I, can so, I can use my mind to fill in the blanks. So it's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll just, I'll just quickly run through from 26 through to 20. Uh, we've got a few new films on here. In fact, since you last on the show, um, Cameron, we've, uh, we've, we've had a few new films, but they've gone towards the bottom of the list, I'll be honest with you. Um, Constantine, first of all, is rock bottom there at 26. Um, we, at 25, we've got The Personal History of David Copperfield, followed by Zombieland, Double Tap, The King Who Would Be King, Hubie Halloween, which actually got moved up the list, I believe, at some point. <laughs> um, the Peanut Butter Falcon at 21. At 20, we've got Lockout. And at 19, we've got Anony Apocalypse. Um, so those are the movies at the bottom of the list. And uh, if we maybe jump to the top of the list now, um, from 10 through to 1, we've got Borat 2 at number 10. Uh, at number nine, we've got Soul, followed by Happy Death Day, still hanging in there. I feel like that's mostly thanks to me. Uh, at number seven, we've got Wayne's World. Wait at six, it. we've got Crank, uh, which we'll talk what about, I'm sure, hell? in a second. Uh, at five, we've got Borax. <laughs> at four, we've got Booksmart, followed by our top three, which is School of Rock, Mission Impossible Fallout, and Room at number one. So, Cameron. <laughs> what happened? What, what do you happened? make of the uh, the top and bottom of this list? Is there any one particular movie uh, that maybe stands out for you? Maybe begins with um, a C, ends in a K. <laughs> oh yeah, crank. What's Crank doing up there? Is that the Jason Statham? Who was the Jason Statham fan that had Crank all the way up there? <laughs> we had Richard Sanding on, who's a big Jason Statham fan, and he kind of convinced us that he ended up there. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you why Crank is there, not just because he was a guest, and obviously that was his film, and he was very passionate, and obviously we listen and we take that in, but the reason why I'm kind of okay with it being up there is for the same reason for me why Happy Death Day is up there, is that I do think it's quite fresh, um, and there's there's just something about it where it's the lack of money, but an abundance of imagination, which is why the film is up there. Um, Now, Cameron, (laughs) you do get the opportunity to move any film on our list up and down um, one slot if you wanted to do so. Um, would you like to to move any film up and down now or would you like uh, for the conversation to move on a little bit, maybe get through I the think, films today and then use your power I think power we'll get then. through the films. Aye. I'll get through the films and we'll, we'll see because that list is... <laughs> 
I see First Man is still sitting in the middle of the list, which is just depressing. <laughs> uh, it's so far away from the, Crank. <laughs> yeah, there was one right at the bottom. I forgot what it was now. There was one right at the bottom. I was like, that shouldn't... Peanut Butter Falcon. What What did you guys hate so much about Peanut Butter Falcon? It was a great performance. It was great performances. Just a bad film. Like, in terms of structure and stuff and screenplay. Okay. Okay, but, guys. Okay. For, I'm going to trust me... you all from the people that have Crank at number six. So. <laughs> So for me, the reason why Peanut, uh, Peanut Butter Falcon is um, lower down on the list is because I was watching this movie and it literally took an hour into this movie that I'd realised I'd watched this film last year. And for me, that's that's not a sign of a film that I particularly enjoyed. Uh, and and so there's, I really enjoy the, the first hour of, the, of that movie. I enjoy the road trip element of that movie, but I don't particularly enjoy how they handled the ending it kind of fell off a cliff quite quickly for me and i ended up not really thinking about the film afterwards and there are plenty of films on here that i was i was thinking about at least an hour after i watched a movie um unlike um peanut butter uh, falcon but i do agree first man is is too far down on the list um but we can thank callum for that one <laughs> so from one road trip movie to another <laughs> that's peanut butter falcon to Bad trip. <laughs> it's quite. Okay, so bad. What a segue that was. That was, was, that was, it, that was, was honestly, so that, that was a, a good uh, segue until you started laughing at your own <laughs> segue. Uh, so, Bad Trip uh, was a movie that was obviously released last year. Uh, who wants to take the. Um, uh, takes the rain, uh, take the reins on, on this one? Who wants the first 30 seconds, uh, 60 seconds? I don't mind going first. Go on. So, Bad Trip. This film could have been terrible. But I really enjoyed it. I think it was the fact that I did, I hadn't seen many trailers before. Um, and I mean, this film could have been um, Bad Grandpa, the Jackass film. But it does it so much better. Like, like I, I find the kind of like storylines kind of weave in and out means you never grow tired of any of the characters. Eric Andres just absolutely hits the nail on the head every single time. I just thought it, was, it, it knew what it was and it didn't go overkill. Like, I... It, it's also a pretty tight, I think, 90, 90 minutes or 80 minutes film. And it just doesn't bear old like like throughout the whole film. Um, I mean, the stunts looking back, I mean, just like the naked car thing, I think was absolutely brilliant. Um, the prison scene where, where she runs back and forth and they get somebody to help her. I just honestly think it was, I think it was a class film. And I think it was just a good time and it knew what it was. So I have no idea where I'm going to put this. Uh, Cameron, we'll let you respond to uh, Callum's opinion of that movie. Okay, I, I I enjoyed it a lot. I I don't think it was incredible. I had a I had a good time watching it, um, but I thought the I thought the story you said the stories were great. I just didn't really connect with it at all. Um, I did think it was just sort of randomly disjointed, and you could see it was just sort of trying to stitch together different pranks they'd done really that didn't really have any coherent like story. I didn't. It just didn't feel natural. But I suppose that's fine because it is just a prank movie, and who cares? And it was some of them were really, some of them were really really funny. Um, but yeah, like the, the, especially the stuff that was um, making the public like very uncomfortable, uh, like the, the 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 one in the diner where they had them all coming through, and that lady's just shouting like, "Oh, he went that way! He went that way!" That was some that was some great stuff. The public reaction stuff is some of the funniest things. But yeah, I think this is like a middle of middle of the road sort of ranking for me but yeah that's kind of where i stand with it bradley yes yeah, so I'm, I'm i think i'm i'm kind of in between um you two i, I do think that 
the reason I liked this movie as much as I did is because I think it's the right movie at the right time. Uh, it was in the middle of, of lockdown. There wasn't really much new coming out at the time and it was just great to, to have a laugh. Um, I do feel like it's kind of an antidote to what Borat shows. I think um, Borat kind of shows maybe the um, some of the ugliness of of America and American people. This very much, I think, shows the the America the, the America that we kind of see on reality TV. Like they're loud, they're kind of out there, they're brash, but they're also quite caring and they're you know they're funny. And I do think it, it's almost polar opposite to um, to Borat in that way. I do think the individual gags landed hard. I did laugh out loud many times uh, in this movie, but is it as good as? maybe Borat 2, I guess maybe that's maybe what we have to um, compare it to on this list because they're of uh, obviously the same genre. So I guess we'll kind of open with with that line of questioning. Uh, Cameron, for you, is it as good as Borat 2 and why? Um, mm, no, I don't think so. I think it, I think it would, I think it firmly set. It's better than stuff like, like Bad Grandpa and stuff like that. I mean, I don't really like those films at all, but I'm not big on prank stuff like this, uh, but I did I did really enjoy it, and you can't go wrong with Eric Andre. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's bad necessarily, but it's not as good as Borat 2 and what Borat 2 had to say and all that other... Because that had a really great inter, interwoven storyline of all the other pranks they were doing. So, yeah, definitely below Borat 2, but not to say that's a bad thing, I guess. I mean, when I say it had a great story, I'm not saying it's, like, structurally <laughs> the best I've ever made. Yeah. I think just, like... So one of the films, which is probably quite similar and nobody's probably watched... Is the Impractical Jokers movie that came out like really silently on demand earlier in the year over here. And that film is just awful. Like I quite like Impractical Jokers, but the film just tries to drive home the story of the of the film the whole time. And I feel and I feel like when it does it in Bad Trip, it's not it's not over the top and it doesn't go on for ages and it and it is just silly. Rather than you look at stuff like Impractical Jokers and, e and even Bad Grandpa and it tries to have like this kind of like monumental kind of like message or emotional undertones. And I feel like this film doesn't try to have a like giant emotional undertone in it. And I appreciate it for that personally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I do feel like it's, it's strange because it's probably not as coherent as a Borat 2, for example. But I do think the gags landed harder and the gags were, were kind of short and sweet. And I understand what you're saying, Cameron, about it's maybe a, a bit choppy and it's a bit loose in terms of its narrative structure, whereas mm -hmm. something like a, a Borat is is very, you know, you know where you're going on, on this journey and it's a, a very well-told journey. And it's got a point to it, whereas maybe sometimes throughout this movie, it doesn't really feel like there's much of a point to, <laughs> to what was <laughs> yeah. happening other than this is, this is a funny sketch. But... I don't know. I definitely laughed harder at this than what I did Borat 2, but there's no way that this film goes into the top 10 with um, with <laughs> Borat 2 being at number 10. Uh, I just don't think this is in the, the top 10 movies of all time, uh, even though our list is obviously a bit scattered and all over the place. When you look at the likes of... It's difficult because it's better than The Meg, but it's not as good as <laughs> Chicago 7, so what do we do? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Ooh. I don't really know where it... I, I mean, I, I'd be surprised if it goes on the first page, to be totally honest. That's up to number 14. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think it's top 15 material, for me at least. Okay, okay so now we're back onto this screen here. Let me just make this a bit larger, you know. Quality show. Um, <laughs> I honestly think it could be anywhere on this list. Like, maybe yeah. above who... I, I, I think we can probably rule out that it's 
worse than Chibi Halloween. So it's definitely above that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. kind of where it sits between mm-hmm. number 15 and 21 on the list. Now I'm Four. seeing Gemini Man, no, and I'm thinking, well, if that's what number 15 is, then <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's maybe put it in the top 15. <laughs> oh. that, that's the problem I have, is that I, I know, Callum, you're a bit down on, on El Camino. That is a well-made movie, and I, I could watch El Camino again. <clears throat> I couldn't watch Gemini Man again. I couldn't watch Ready Player One again. Yeah. So for me, I think it maybe goes above either Gemini Man or Ready Player One, but it can't go above El Camino. Um, so yeah, it would go on this page, this page here. But I mean, would you say it belongs further down on this list, or or what would you, what are you saying? I'm not against it. I'm taking 15 from Gemini Man. To be totally honest. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not against that. I'm not against that. That's where I I think that's where I'd stick it because I've not seen El Camino, so I can't comment on that. But all the other films above that are better, maybe Bar Crank, okay. but um, the stuff like yeah, just all the everything below that I think think is like some proper trash. So I don't want to stick <laughs> it near that either. So it's, it's difficult. Okay, well, I think you're wise to maybe take your um, take your option of moving a film up and down the list. Um, at the end of the show because uh, I've I've got a feeling that maybe something like Gemini Man might be uh, a victim of your uh, (laughs) of your anger today Um, but let's 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 put it in let's put it above above Gemini Man shall we yeah I think so like it's just yeah it's it is what it is okay and it it just it just it just Well, spoiler alert for the rest of the show, I don't think it's going to remain uh, 15 for, for too long. I do think a few films are maybe going to come in above that, but we'll see. That's that's what we're going to have a debate for. Uh, so there you go. Um, Bad Trip goes in at number 15, maybe rightfully so. Um, so there we are. It's not better than Batman and Robin, is it? Anyway, we'll, 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 cr- <laughs> Here it we'll, is. we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> In no way, what? in no way, <laughs> in no way. Uh, so there you go, at number 15, missing out on the, the top page of our every movie ranked list. So, Should we go on to the second film of the day? And the second film today is Palm Springs, a film that we had to wait quite a while for over here. Uh, but luckily, recently, it came on on demand on Amazon, wasn't it, I believe? Yep. I watched it somehow. Big up, anyway, um Cameron, why don't you take the reins on this one? Okay, so Palm Springs is probably one of the best Groundhog Day type movies um, to come out since Groundhog Day, I guess. <laughs> um, it's it's charming. It's really funny. Um, I uh, Andy Samberg and oh, I forgot I've forgotten her name. Whatever her name is, um, are have a great chemistry <laughs> together. They're they're two great leads. Uh, it's probably yeah. And again, I keep saying it's one of the best. I think it's one of the best rom coms from the last couple couple years as well easily as well it's it's just really fresh it's really it's really a great watch and uh it's really funny as well there's some great moments and jk simmons as a bad guy it's a a sort of (laughs) bad guy is uh really quite great as well that's just so many funny things in this movie Uh, i can't wait to talk to you all about it because it's just it's great it's going to be really high up the list for me i think but see what you guys think Uh, we'll go over to callum uh callum i know you're obsessed with andy sandberg so go on so I waited nine months to see this film because I was adamant to see it in a cinema for the first time. Sadly, didn't transpire. But however, somehow 
it lived up to the hype. I'm a massive Andy Samberg fan. I flew to New York to see Lonely Island live like two years ago. It's just how much I love Andy Samberg. Like, the stuff he does is just incredible. And this just lived up to the hype somehow. Like, the film was unique. It had heart. Had a great soundtrack. Looked great. Just honestly, like, anything that those three Lonely Island boys touch seems to turn to gold, personally. Like, I am literally a fanboy of them all. But um, it, it, it was unique. It, it, it felt fresh at the whole thing. I never got bored. And I feel like even when I watched Groundhog Day for the first time, there's, there's a certain point in that film you go okay can we get moving with the plot now a bit and i never had that with this film at all the chemistry it, it was all just so great i it somehow lived up to the hype and i was surprised that it did after the wait that we had to have to get it so bradley yeah it, it it's not it's not the best time like uh, time loop movie since uh, groundhog day i don't think and it's not the best time loop movie that's come out this year uh this film is very similar to a film called a map of tiny perfect things they are so similar the difference being this has a stellar cast and people have heard of it which i'm guessing <laughs> you haven't heard of the <laughs> the other I movie i have <laughs> have, you, have you have you seen it well, we'll, we'll talk about that in in a second but i just i I loved the the lead performances. I absolutely bought into that relationship, and I I really I really did love that that relationship. And I could have probably spent more time with it. But in terms of the the pacing and the flow of it, I for me it's it's nothing higher than than a three star film because it's not really much that I haven't seen before. And I, honestly, I wasn't that entertained by it. Oh boy! You're about to get. You're about to get. You're about to have a fight on your hands, man. Just, just to let you know, you're gonna get, you get tag teamed right now. Do you think this is a better film, Happy Death Day, which is your like time like loop movie that you absolutely adore? Happy Death Day. I mean, what, comparing anything to one of your favorite movies is is going to be, you know, it, it's never going to go well because the problem is this is in the same genre. It's like comparing any comic book movie to The Dark Knight and saying Happy Death Day is in the same level as The Dark Knight. I don't know. That out there. I feel like time loop movies are comparable. I feel like that is a genre within itself, personally. Yeah, it is, and absolutely. But for me, I just have more fun with with Happy Death Day. And the problem that I had with this movie, again, I don't think it's a, a bad movie. I wasn't necessarily bored by it. I was just kind of nothing by it because I'd literally seen almost the exact same movie two weeks beforehand. <laughs> which again, That's isn't just any because of bad release dates. Though, if you'd seen this movie back in the summer, like I had, you wouldn't be fit. You wouldn't be saying that. I'd be going, "Wow, this is just this is just Palm Springs, but with teenagers." When I <laughs> probably, probably things. Oh, like, like the way the way it weaves genres is just so smooth and slick like it does it yes it would literally go it would literally go from being like a great comedic scene to then some like proper rom-com scene and then uh, and then a bit of sci-fi when they go rom-com true true that true that but like it goes to like fully comedy and then then there's proper sci-fi stuff and then there's proper like emotional beats and it just seems to like navigate that so well at least for me I, I just think it was so delicately done that it wasn't clunky when they did like shift like emotional tones throughout. And I, I I never got bored of it, which for a time loop movie, I think is a pretty good thing to not get bored of that loop because it is so different every, every time they go through. And I do think that like there's so much to unpack. Like with J.K. Simmons' character, 
I would not have guessed that twist probably. Like no, that, no, that's yeah, that's like, a great twist. I won't say it in case anyone hasn't seen it, but I, but I, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like I just thought it was quite a unique thing because the situation that J.K.'s character, Nandi Sandberg's character, I don't think I've seen in a time loop movie before. But that's maybe because I haven't seen Brad's film that he's on about. Well, the, the to clarify, I, I didn't the... make the other film. <laughs> 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 I, I think the com- I think some of the comedy moments in this because it is it's proper lo- it's proper Lonely Island humor like as well like it is really quite absurd st- kind of stuff like the the dance sequence in the bar like that just the random locking <laughs> in and just like dancing it like da- dancing in the bar was really funny and then it'll just weave back into just a uh, existential crisis about being stuck forever in this time loop that and you don't often see that really like Bill Murray just sort of like suave and just like yeah i'm in a time loop and i hate my life but that's kind of it where where she's like having a mental breakdown over the fact that she's stuck there forever which i I don't think is often explored in these time loop movies or even like i've got to get out or like but they have like she has like a small breakdown where she doesn't think it's worth living for a bit and it's it's you never see that explored and it was really interesting i thought one thing i I did really like about this actually was the was how the, the female lead her character why what she's waking up to every day and the fact she's coming to terms with the fact she's got to wake up to to this situation that she's got to deal with every day isn't really something that we've explored before and i actually you know there there are a few avenues that this film explores which which are quite um quite original um but i mean for for me the biggest problem if we're going to compare it to other movies within the, the time loop genre um i probably laughed more at happy death day than what i did at this and this is more of a straight up comedy I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like comparing apples and oranges, though, because the only thing that, that binds the two is the fact that they're, they're both time loop movies. So maybe that's unfair. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Having romance and comedy in, in one film isn't really groundbreaking, kind of. Um, I think I've, it, I've seen it, that before. It, it, you know what I meant. It's definitely... And it, it more, it's the more the way that it's sort of like... I don't know. It's the in, I think it's the indiness of it, it compared to Happy Death Day. It just, it's, not, it's more of like a it's not a laugh out loud sort of comedy situation it's more of like uh this is this is funny and i'm like i'm having a fun time like it's not like a ha 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 like, it's more of like a that's funny like you know what i mean it's, it's Just, like that yeah well one th- one thing i will say and obviously we're not we won't get into it um because um because these films come out recently we're not going to go into spoilers but i can't remember the twist of jk simmons so i don't know what twists you're on you about but that's the whole film. <laughs> yeah of course yeah of course i watched the whole film you don't know the twist with the jk7 no no i i probably know the twist but I, I i don't really remember the film that much what i remember about the what i remember from the film and what i liked about the film was the screen time that the two leads had on screen together and i actively didn't like jk simmons being there because it detracted from what i liked about the film how can you ever dislike J.K. Simmons being in a film? <laughs> that's fair, though. I think that's a fair. That's a fair thing because he does come to ruin the day, I guess, most of the time. So it's, yeah, I get that. I can understand that. I honestly, yeah, I I had such a good time with it, and I do think that it may have it may have suffered Brad's opinion that that you didn't see was in a cinema because I feel like I would have probably loved this even more if I saw it in a cinema. But it is the kind of film you have to kind of be immersed in, and. This is, this is the thing with all these films coming out on demand is it's so easy to get distracted sitting on your phone if there's a tiny bit that you don't like like you literally mentally check out for like five or ten minutes when suddenly you like you lose like being in that film 
and yeah, I'm kind of devastated this didn't have a cinema release because I felt like it would have had like some huge buzz about it in the UK, but it just never really had because they slid it onto Amazon Prime without basically any marketing as well. <laughs> it was very much yeah. Twitter was the only place that I saw people talking about this film coming out. And but the hype died down because it came out in the summer in the US. Like I, I, I snuck my way onto Hulu to be able to watch it last summer because <laughs> I was desperate to see it. Like that was kind of the length I went to. But yeah. so okay, the, the, I'm not. A, it probably seemed like I'm down on this movie just because I'm not as as hype on it as you guys <laughs> are. For me, it doesn't go in the top ten. Perhaps you're going to disagree with me there. So this, well, this is from oh, one wow. to fourteen. So where we'll let, we'll let Cameron um, take the lead on this. Where would you pull it, and then take it down two notches, <laughs> and then bring it back up three? <laughs> yeah, um, I think on on this list currently, looking at what in the top fifty, what's what's here, um, it's not my top five of all time. I just like to say, but I think it would be number five on this list, either four or five. I can't I can't decide where I put it against Booksmart. But it's better than Borat. Uh, I just don't know if it's better than Booksmart. That's one of the. I, I don't know. The thing is, I'm also of that opinion. Like, I think Crank, I think Crank throws a spanner in the works here because it's definitely better than Crank. I think it's better than Borat. I think it's better than Wayne's World. I think it's better than Happy Death Day. You watch your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only film it may come close is probably maybe Soul. But even then, yeah. I think it's probably better than Soul. Like in ter- in terms of films that I want to revisit, like That's fair. I've watched this twice within two weeks. Like I absolutely loved it. So, so did I, but they were two different movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad, what 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 are we gonna do? <laughs> so for me, for me, I mean. It's difficult, isn't it? Because the reason why this show is such a shit show is because, <laughs> like, there are, there are films that are above, you know, films that are worse than them. <laughs> like, it, it just doesn't make sense. But for me, it, it doesn't go above Happy Death Day just because I love that movie so much. If it did, then, yeah, I think it's better than Wayne's World. And I think it's maybe on par with with crank in terms of <laughs> what I said, no, 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 in terms of you know what i appreciated about it was more of what they did with what they had as opposed to actually really enjoying the movie solidly for a, a full 90 minutes um but there, there are flaws that i have with this movie the jk simmons character yeah i know he's an antagonist but i just it interrupted the flow of what i actually liked about this about this film um, and if we're talking about the films that are in the top five, I don't think there are particularly weaknesses like that. Like in Borat, Booksmart, School of Rock, Mission Impossible, Room, there aren't, you know, five, ten minute chunks where I'm like, I wish we were getting back to, to the main story arc here. Those are all really tight, excellent movies. So for me, it, it wouldn't go in the top five. Um, I'd be happier if Happy Death Day <laughs> went up to sixth and then got pushed down to seventh with this going in at number six. Are we allowed these compromises or does that like ruin the concept of this show? <laughs> I think we can't have compromises like that. I, th- I mean, I think I think Cameron can offer his two places to move as a compromise <laughs> if Cameron wants to move his Happy Death Day up so we can put Palm Springs in. I, I I don't know. I was thinking if you want to, would you don't want to put it at all above Happy Death Day? Is what your is what your main issue is? 
Well, well, for me, it's just a case of I, Happy Death Day is my favourite time loop movie over Groundhog Day, over this, over the, the tiny map of little things, whatever it was called. Um, just of, of all the time loop movies that I've I've seen, that is my favourite one. But I love the movie just on its own, away from the genre. I just think it's such a fun, tight 90 minutes. Um, so so that Cam- for me is why... Yeah, this Cam- is democracy, and I think you're outvoted. Therefore, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, I, well, but you're not wrong. I mean, Cameron has got his two spaces that he could use as a sweetener <laughs> to move it around, but I, I, I don't want to make him use it just to put farm oh, springs in. I don't know. That's the thing. Oh, God, I just want to. I, I want to. I don't know. Well, just, well, just. Um, I don't know. I don't pro- even know. The problem <laughs> is, is in my head, it needs to be above crank. Like I don't, think, I don't see yeah. any world where Palm yeah, Springs. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, right. We'll, we'll, we'll just quickly go around one more time. So, Callum, if you get up the list of the the top movies, just just quickly, where would this film fit in for you? Just 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 give me the number. Where would this film go? Number six. Number six. And Cameron. Um, five. But I would, I would, um, I would compromise for six. <laughs> Oh, I hate you both. That doesn't help things. Okay, would you settle for putting it in at number twenty? <laughs> no. Well, if okay, if if you if you wanted to put it in at five, and Callum wants to put it in at six, or I can't remember which way around that was. Um, I mean, and I'd put it in at number nine behind Happy Death Day, then. Then, then pull it, pull it, pull it in between Crank and Wayne's World because I, I think it's better than Wayne's World, and I, I, I it's it probably is better than than Crank. So <laughs> put it, in, put it, put it in the number six, <laughs> number six, yeah. Go on. So in conclusion, we win. Is what you're trying to yeah. tell us. Tell you what's frustrating is that I'm the one who manually has to put this in the bloody chart as well. <laughs> Okay. Oh, there you go. Oh gosh. Sorry, these are genuine technical errors. This isn't me going. Oh, it's not working. Because it, it, in my head, Palm <laughs> there Springs. I, I there's nothing I would take out of Palm Springs in terms of the film. I think I, I think I enjoy everything in this film. The only thing I find which I'm not entirely on board in is the whole dinosaur metaphor shit it was going for. That kind of fell flat. But that was the only thing yeah. where <laughs> I thought it was a bit. Well, I mean, that's definitely a spoiler because it's the last shot of the movie, but nice one. I wasn't talking about the last <laughs> shot in the movie. <laughs> I wasn't talking about the last shot in the movie. No, you're talking about all the shots of dinosaurs before then. No, then there is. There, there is. Have you, have you seen this film? I, I, uh, clearly, it wasn't a film that stuck with me because I thought it would uh, it would be low on the list. But anyway, let's move on quickly from Palm Springs. There you go. It's uh, at number six. And I am so glad I'm spending my day being depressed about Palm Springs. <laughs> so let's move on to uh, what I hope we can all agree is a better class of movie in Promising Young Woman. The Oscar... Oh, don't pull those faces. Don't, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? I'll, I'll go first on this one. I'll go first on this one. Um, for me, this this is by far the, my favourite Oscar movie from this year. It was a mix of... You know, it was stylized. It was fun. It carried a good message. It had... Um, it had twists. It had just everything about this film. I absolutely... 
I think adored is the, the wrong word because I think it is actually a difficult watch. And I think it's so nice to see a film of of this um, this nature, this this budget, this genre, just make it to make it to to the Oscars because it deserves all the accolades that um, that is it has been heading its way. Now I understand some people have said that maybe it's a, a dangerous watch or maybe it's you know too focused on its on its one message or whatever. I didn't see that. I think it's a film that especially now. I think people needed to needed to see, but away from the the message, I thought it was a, a great blend of of it was excellent amount of time. Cameron, uh, yeah, I I have to I, I agree with most of the points uh, there. I I think it's a really well written, stylized, um, just very well put together film. I am not as thrilled with the cast. I guess I think I think. Um, some of the, the the accolades it's getting for acting is a bit iffy in my opinion but yeah uh yeah no it's definitely important it's definitely a, a good looking film um but yeah I, I just i don't know there was something about it that just didn't really i don't know it, it's it, 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 the, the, you you mentioned the messages i just don't know if it it hit the right mark, I guess, but that's difficult to unpack i guess in this in this show, so I'm not quite sure um but yeah, I don't know. I, I yield the rest of my time. It's it's one of those ones where it's just sort of middle of the road, I guess. It's not the best Oscar movie this year. <laughs> yeah, so I enjoyed this film. I, I think it's a good film. I think it kind of takes um, what Gone Girl kind of did, but did it in a very different way. It felt like it wasn't similar, but kind of was. Um, I think the cast is great. I think... Um, I always think Bo Burnham play, plays a pretty good character in this. Like I'm slowly becoming a fan of Bo Burnham stuff through eighth grade and this. I think I think I think he gave quite a nuanced performance. Um and yeah, like I'm I'm a bit of the same as Cameron, um, although I do think it deserves some of the Oscar buzz. I feel like it kind of Oscars can be a bit samey, and this was definitely kind of like the wild horse in the race this time, which I thought was really interesting to watch. Um so yeah, um, I also the one thing I think the soundtrack's really good for this film. I think I think it really works. Like it had very like neon demon kind of vibes um, in terms of like the score, in terms of yeah. So I think that's it for me. I don't I don't really know where I'm gonna place this film. Um, well, I'll tell you where you're placing it. So oh God. I, <laughs> <laughs> so, very aggressive. No, number I'm, one. I'm, I'm not bitter at all. Go to number six. There you go. I have that. No, so I I think. Um, I think it's interesting what you say about the the casting maybe not hitting home. I think it was absolutely a, a stroke of genius to to cast actors in supporting roles that are known primarily for being male comedic actors yeah. playing these characters that you you already have uh, an affinity with these characters because you've seen them all in in either TV shows or films playing these or on stage, you know, being funny, making us laugh. And, you know, to try and question, the, you know, our morals and to question, you know, where these characters stand, you know, are they just jokey lads or are they actually ourselves who deserve to get what's coming to them or, or was it coming to them or whatever it may be, you know, it's just all the questions that it raised. I just think it's, it's topical and it's important. And I, I just think that I do, I do think that, you know, in terms of the the lead category, it, it's probably the, the the best performance that I've seen in a long time because it was a character that you kind of went from being 
on board with or is it too far and oh, i've now feel you know all these emotions and you know you go on this roller coaster with this this character uh, and for me it's just a condensed version of i mean it's not exactly they're not the same characters at all but for example with brian cranston with breaking bad you spend time with this character you love this character and you're rooting for them but at a certain point you're like i've i like you but stop like this you're you know <laughs> i really want to root for you but i i can't continue rooting for you and you know it's it's kind of similar to that and i i love it when you know there's all these dimensions to to a lead um which you didn't get in palm springs Ooh, the, very the different kind of films like i don't <laughs> <laughs> like you said before i don't think you can compare them <laughs> I am. Um, I agree mainly with that. I do I have to say I agree with the the casting Bo Burnham in that role. Um, it was a stroke of genius because he is the most lovable man on the planet. And um, I don't want to spoil or anything, but yeah, it's uh, it's some it, it does make you it does help to sort of question everything. I have more issue. I don't think Carrie Mulligan's performance is as incredible as everyone seemed to make it out to be. I, I just didn't think she was right for the role, and I'm not quite sure why. Not in the sexist variety review, <laughs> but that was came out a couple that of months ago. That review was but, wild. That was yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't think she was. Um, I just didn't think she was as top notch as people seem to think she was. But even even then, it was still a really a really good performance. Um, yeah, it's just uh, the kind that kind of thing, and I I I do like the way it kind of you question almost everything about the movie. Her motives, mm-hmm. her the her the extent she goes to. Um, you, you question most things and I, I I think it has been lost on some people I think some people have been sort of rooting for her no matter what in her quest which is a bit iffy in my opinion <laughs> with some of the things she does but uh, yeah it's it's uh but I do think that's one yeah. of the strong points of the movie is that yeah. it doesn't try to be super clear-cut going this is what you mm-hmm. should do and this is like it did like I, I did really enjoy that like ambiguity of the film and I think that's definitely got like a lot of people talking about it like and having quite heated discussions about this film because people are like oh it's awful people are like yeah it's right and i just think that's quite a nice thing for a film to do is to kind of like provoke that kind of discussion and and, and to not be super clear-cut yeah for, for me it deserved it, it, the sorry. original screenplay sorry i just i just i think it was i think it deserved the original screenplay um nomination and award it got but i just anything else i don't think it was sort of near that i guess i don't know <laughs> We, we spend so much time with these male leads in gangster movies, for example, when they do inexplicable things in the name of either vengeance or family or whatever. But at the end of the day, it just spirals to, you know, this person's just clearly very angry and, and where's the line? This is the equivalent to that. I mean, yeah, it's not a gangster movie, but you put this character in a gangster movie and I think more people would would be fine with what, you know, with with what she's doing because she's taking out the bad guys the problem is here a lot of it is is down to interpretation intent whatever it may be but you know to to the protagonist it's no different from a gangster movie to to the the lead uh, to the protagonist they they are the the bad guys and that's what we're, we're doing so it may not be cathartic to you know to someone like me who who gets off on well not gets off i mean jesus christ uh gets, <laughs> oh you know, in, 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 enjoys, enjoys like watching watching gangster movies because you know it's you're it's you're watching bad guys get get taken out i think this movie is is cathartic for for other people that maybe aren't yeah. us and for me i i just i just really enjoyed it and i had, I had a good time watching it but should we head over to the list to see how you're going to disappoint me this time so so before we go to the list <laughs> I think it's definitely first page material, right? Yep, 100%. Okay, so. Cool. So that makes our lives a bit easier that we can 
kind of see where it sits up on this list. <laughs> I mean, oh. it is it is difficult because it's you know it, I understand that it's not for everyone, and the problem is with this movie because it's so stylized that I think if it doesn't have you, um, and not to give anything away, but after maybe the I mean it's in the trailers and everything, but after the first maybe interaction if it doesn't have you then then i can imagine it's not really going to have you because yeah i can understand that structurally it doesn't really mix things up too much and for that reason then i, I maybe understand how it, it doesn't necessarily grab everyone but for me it's better than wayne's world but i'm, I'm not a big fan of wayne's world so i don't really think it should be <laughs> up there at all um it's it's better than Oh, it's better than Crank, but half these films are better than Crank. Um, I don't know what what are you what are you thinking, Cameron? Where where are you thinking? Well, I'm 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 back to if Palm Springs was five, then it would be six. But now Borat's in the middle of them, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I want to do. Um, I would go six, I think. Then and maybe put it. No wait, above Borat. Yeah, no, you put it above Borat. I guess I don't know. It's it's one of those I think I don't think it cracks a top three I think in the current situation it's in but that's I don't know um, I'm curious what you guys think for me, for me it doesn't touch the the top well the the top four I mean as much as I did really like this movie and I love the performance Booksmart I mean I I I really like this film but Booksmart is just one of the the strongest movies in its genre in the last decade in my opinion and I don't think I can maybe say that about about this film. Um, Borat is a classic, so it's difficult to maybe put it above that. Um, Callum, what are, what are you thinking? So, I think it's around Happy Death Day for me. I think, um, yeah, I like. I think maybe maybe just below Happy Death Day is where I'm thinking. Um, and like you said, I think our like mainly top four is pretty solid. So I think it's definitely not touching that. But apart from that, like I. I'd put it below Happy Death Day, to be totally honest. And I know you're not going to be super happy with that. But, yeah. I'm not frozen. I'm just trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for me, it... For me, it's it's too strong to to, to be out of the, the top ten. It's, it is way too, way too strong. Um, but that would be... That would still be in the top ten, though. I think we're all saying it's in the top ten, right? I think, I think I'm saying it's above crank i think but i don't know <laughs> i think that's kind of okay where i'd be happiest where it is sort of around palm springs borat area for I, me but i feel like i owe brad some redemption after <laughs> what i did to palm springs so i would also be happy to fill it below palm springs <laughs> in the space no, okay below. so for me i would put it above palm springs for the reasons i mentioned 20 minutes ago <laughs> but as I'm outnumbered on Palm Springs, but we all seem, you know, agreed that it's it's above crank, <laughs> perhaps, then maybe it's right that it goes in at number seven. So between Palm Springs and crank, because I think when we're talking the top five, we're, we're talking, I think, like criterion co collection worthy <laughs> uh, quality of, of movie, whereas this film i really enjoyed it because it did feel fresh and it was really good to see that kind of perspective and and a lead that let's face it we don't see we don't see enough of whether you you like the character or not we don't yeah. see enough films like this 
Um, so I, I think it would be right to put it in at number seven between Palm Springs and um, and Crank, which means that Happy Death Day is now really close to getting out of the top ten, and I am really upset about that. So there we <laughs> go. <laughs> <Long left. laughs> it's clinging on. Although it just put, it just pushed Soul out of the top ten, which yeah, is quite uh, that's sad as well. <laughs> it's quite monumental. So what we are going to do. Now a little peek behind the uh, curtain there for you guys. Um, we are going to just quickly run through. I'll be very quick because we do have 29 movies. Uh, we're going to run through from 29 all the way through to one um, in reverse chronological order. And Cameron, as the star of the show today, and every time you're on, let's face it, you're a superstar. You get, and I'm just saying that to try and you know get Happy Death Day up a little bit. You get the opportunity <laughs> to move one film up or down two places because now we have reached um, over 20 movies you get the chance to move one movie up or down a maximum of two places. So I'm going to quickly run through from 29 to one. And then at the end of that, let us know where you're standing. <laughs> all right. So 29 through to one. Constantine, um, the personal history of David Copperfield, Zombieland Double Tap, The Kid Who Would Be King, Hubie Halloween, which is a movie I've, I've mentioned way more times than I thought I ever would. <laughs> uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon, Lockout, Anna and the Apocalypse, First Man, Batman and Robin, Ready Player One, Gemini Man, Bad Trip, Al Camino, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Midsummer, The Meg, Borat 2 and Soul, and the top 10, Happy Death Day, Wayne's World, Crank, Promising Young Woman, Palm Springs, Borat, Booksmart, School of Rock, Mission Impossible, Fallout and Room. So, Cameron, talk to us. <laughs> I have a plan, and I've been <laughs> sort of—I've been sort of playing a game for the last for the last two films. I've been thinking to myself, I oh, think no. I can do something. So I think, so I can move a film down. Yeah, you can move a film down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Film down. Okay. Yes. Can I move Borat down two spaces, please? Okay. Okay. Yep. So Borat down. Like, okay. Comes so... brings into five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I didn't even see that coming. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> although, 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 as an antidote to Brad, it doesn't promise a young woman up to number six. <laughs> it does. Um, it does. It's Palm Springs I'm more focused on at this moment in time. Um, that's actually really interesting. I wasn't expecting um, the, the top five to, um, to be touched in, in quite a, a long time to be honest. So it's interesting that you want to move Borat down um, two places. Before we go ahead and do that, uh, do you want to give us your, your rationale? <laughs> I think, Explain your I actions. Think, <laughs> I've just been sitting thinking, I think, I think Borat's good, but I watched it very recently and I wasn't thrilled by it. Like I, I think, I think Borat 2 is a stronger Borat movie, actually, in all honesty. This is literally um, what I said on the last episode. Yeah. I think Borat 2 is the much stronger Borat, and uh, I don't think it deserves to be in top five. However, Palm Springs, on the other hand, deserves to be in the top five. Um, and then promising young woman moving up to six and having a really solid top six now. You guys, I've just done you all a favor. You've got a really <laughs> solid top six now, in my opinion. You and look, my baby room is still up there at number one as and well. You, and so you have I've... pushed Crank a bit further out, which I'm kind of glad about, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe one day someone will move Happy Death Day up two spaces for you, and that'll be it. That'll be me. Have... No, that'll honestly, I'll, yeah. I'll find a way to be a guest on our own show, and I will move that up. So yeah. Well, yeah. That that's my that's my thinking. I would have. I, I obviously I could have moved 
I would have tried to move first man up, but it wouldn't have had much consequence in the end of the, the grand scheme of things. So I thought well, that would no, be a much bigger change to your list, and, and it, it would have been more lasting impact. And it would have been a wrong decision to move it up. <laughs> exactly. Well, well. now yeah. next time you come on the show, Cameron, uh, because we would be we would have reached thirty plus movies at that point. Going forward, the guests will have uh, the opportunity to move a film up or down three spaces. So maybe that's a little insight into into um, <laughs> the movement of of First Man. But I guess that is everything for today. I mean, that was. I mean, you guys probably enjoyed it. I found that quite stressful. Uh, but thank you very much for uh, for coming on, um, Cameron. I've really uh, appreciated having you on here. That was great fun. And don't forget to like and share. And let us know your opinions on the three films that we have spoken about today. Do you agree with me when it comes to Promising Young Woman? Or do you agree with the frauds when they're talking about um, Palm Springs? So let us know what you, what you think <laughs> in the comments below. And until next time, I've been Brad. We've had Cameron on the show, and that's been Callum. Goodbye. Bye.